Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you for listening to this teaching. This teaching is in the series called 80 Lessons, Building Firm Foundations. The Lord told me to produce this series of teaching in order to help His children to learn the truth that will help them to build good, strong foundation of the Christian walk. This is the 23rd lesson. I invite you to come and listen to the first 22 lessons. I really want to see God's people become strong, become fruitful, victorious, and prosperous physically, mentally, and spiritually. And I believe that having good foundation is so important in the Christian walk so that you can build your house on the rock and you will be strong and you can learn more and more later on if you understand the basic Christian life when you learn something that deeper, you can understand better. In the previous lesson, lesson 22, I taught about sharing personal testimony. And I believe that you have had some chances to share your personal testimony, how you become a Christian, how you met Jesus Christ, and how the Lord have changed your life or blessed you or performed a miracle in your life. In this lesson, we're going to learn how to share the good news or the gospel. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you will teach us and anoint us, give us grace, that we will be your vessel to share the most important message in this universe. That is the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you send somebody to share the good news with us. And we believe in the good news. That's why we are saved. And that's why our name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb. We thank you, Lord, and we want to be used by you, Lord, to be your mouthpiece, to be your eyes, to be your voice, to tell people the wonderful love of the Lord Jesus Christ and Please use us and train us and prepare us to be ready to share the gospel boldly, lovingly, wisely, at the right timing, by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. When we share the personal testimony, people will realize that the gospel or the Faith in Jesus Christ is not just a theory, but it becomes reality in our life. God is loving and powerful, and He can change our life. He can perform miracles in our life. But our goal is to see people become a born-again Christian. 
And in order to become a born again Christian, they need to receive the good news into their heart, and they give their life to Jesus Christ. We need to share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ in order to help the unsafe ones, either family members or friends or some co-workers, to be born again. When we share the personal testimony, people who listen to us will start to be interested in the love of Jesus Christ. However, we're going to lead them to accept Jesus Christ into their heart and repent of their sin. We need to share the main content of the gospel or the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for them. He loved them. He was willing to be crucified and died for their sins. So I would like to share about five steps in presenting the good news. The first step is to talk about the Lord or God, the creator of the universe. We start by sharing that there is the true and living God. He is the almighty God, the creator of the universe. In Romans chapter 1, verse 20, the Bible says, For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So we mention that God is real. There is God who is the creator of the heavens and the earth. As a neurosurgeon, when I open the skull and look at the brain anatomy, I know and I know the anatomy of the brain is too complicated to have it happen in our body by just an accident. There is definitely a designer or the creator. When you look at the computer or the watch, you can see that it's so complicated. And our brain is much more complex than a computer or a watch or a camera. We definitely have the creator who loves us so much. And the attributes of God that are related to the good news is that God is holy and God is just. God never sins. He is perfectly righteous. He never sinned, and He is the just God. He will not take any bribe from you under the table. Right is right, wrong is wrong, and because God is just, when people do wrong, they should be judged or punished. When you do the right thing, because of God's justice, you will be rewarded. First Peter chapter 2, verse 22 say, God who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. God never sinned. And that's why we cannot go to heaven without the forgiveness of the Lord and without the cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ. God is not just holy or without sin. And he is just. God is also 
full of unconditional love. In fact, God is love. In 1 John chapter 4 verse 8, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So this is the foundation that we need to lay on when we try to share the gospel. God is real. He is holy. He has no sin. He's a just and righteous God, and He is love. This truth will lead to the next one about the gospel. The next one about the gospel is about mankind. Mankind is not perfect. Mankind has the freedom of choice because God the Creator has given mankind free will. And every man, every woman on earth can choose to do good or evil. But man has a sinful nature that came from Adam and Eve. Therefore, every human being have sinned against the Lord. We sin against God. God's character is that He is the Creator. He never sinned, and He is just, and He is love. And God created mankind with the freedom of choice to do good or evil. But man has chosen to commit sin or rebel against the Lord. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 The Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible does not say only a few people have sinned. All have sinned, including me. I have sinned against the Lord. And even nowadays, I still make some mistakes because I don't know everything. I still make wrong decisions, say wrong things. I have sinned against the Lord. So the second part of the gospel is that mankind is not perfect. Mankind was created to have free will and we as mankind have sinned against God or fall short of the perfection of God. God is perfect, but we are much below Him. And the third part of the gospel is sin and the wishes of sin. Again, God is the creator. He's righteous, holy, just, and His love. And because He is perfect and holy, there's no sin in Him. There's no sin in heaven. In order to go to heaven, we cannot carry sin with us. We have sinned against God. That's why we have been separated from God. And we have to face the penalty of sin. And that is eternal death. Again, because God is just, when we sin against God, we should be punished or we should face the penalty of our wrongdoing, our wrong motive. Attitude. In America, certain street have a sign saying 
you cannot drive more than 35 miles per hour. But if you drive 50 miles per hour, the police can call you and give you a ticket because you broke the law of the city. You deserve that ticket and you have to pay that penalty of breaking the law. We are living in the universe of God. And when we break the law of God or we sin against God, we have to pay the penalty of our sin. And the Bible talks about the penalty of sin in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So number one, God is the creator. God is perfect, holy, righteous, just, and love. And God created, number two, man to have free will. But our first ancestor, Adam and Eve, chose to sin against the Lord. And that sinful nature have come into all of us from generation to generation. And we have sinned against the Lord. Our behavior, our lifestyle and action and attitude are not perfect. We miss God. We break the law of God. And because of His justice, we need to pay the penalty of sin. And that is the separation from God. We cannot go to heaven. We cannot have eternal life because we sin against God. Not only that, death affects our life on earth. That's why human beings get older and eventually die. And not only that, sin causes curses, sickness, disease, accident, war, fighting, all kinds of problems on earth come to the mankind because man sins against the Lord. Now you understand the step down. One, two, three of the gospel. We face death or eternal lake of fire because we sin. We have curses, bondages, and problems in life, sickness, poverty, broken relationship, or failure, or all kinds of problems because we sin against the Lord. The wages of sin is eternal death. Mankind is therefore is in the hopeless situation and cannot save himself to be free from the penalty of sin. But thank God, God is not only just. God is love. The Lord loves us so much. So he wants to set us free from sickness, disease, poverty, curses, and problems in life, including eternal death in the fire hell by sending Jesus Christ into the world and Jesus at the cross and at the whipping post. He paid those things for us. He received the penalty on him and he made an unreasonable exchange to give us life, good health, prosperity, blessing, and eternal life. He died so that we will have life. He received our sin so that we can become righteousness of God. He was rejected by the Father at the cross so that we can be received by the Father to be His son and daughter. He 
who is put to shame, so that we can receive the honor and the glory from the Lord. He was whipped on the cross, and by His stripes we are healed. The Lord Jesus Christ paid a price to us. He redeemed us from the punishment of sin, and from the work of the devil or Satan. John chapter three verse sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is the fourth part of the gospel. Number one, God is just. God is the Creator. God is holy, and He is love. Number two, mankind have chosen to commit sin or to rebel against God. Three, sin means to break the law of God, and sin leads to death in hell and death on earth here, curses and bondage, poverty, sickness, and all kinds of problem, broken relationship. Four, Jesus was sent by the Father, the Son of the Living God, to die and to pay for the penalty of man's sin. Man cannot be saved from the penalty of sin by any other means, except by putting their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ who died for them, and to repent of their sin. I used to believe in a religion when I was a young man, and there are many religious laws, and I could not fulfill all those laws. And even though I followed a religion, I was still sinning every day. I was selfish. I was very prideful. I was gossiping, lying, cheating. The religion does not help me at all. I was a sinner. That's why I need Jesus. I need somebody to pay for my sin, so that I don't have to pay for those penalty myself. Somebody pay for me, and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. That lead me to salvation, or to have eternal life in heaven and have a new life on earth here, a super abundant life. Acts chapter four verse twelve. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The Bible say that there is no other way that man can have salvation. Or eternal life, or can come back into relationship with the Almighty God, His Creator, and His God. The fifth part of the gospel. Okay, the first part, who is God? Second part, who is man? Third part, what is sin? Fourth part, the Lord Jesus Christ is the way to salvation. Number five. After you receive Jesus and believe in Him and repent of your sin, what happened to you? What is the benefit of being a Christian, being a born again Christian? John chapter three verse sixteen say that we will have eternal life. As believers, we don't have to be afraid of death. After we leave this physical body, our spirit will go to heaven. We cannot live for eternity in the presence of God, and that is the best thing 
we will not die anymore. So number one, we will have eternal life. That's a wonderful thing. Number two, we will have the right to be God's children. John chapter one verse twelve. But as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in His name. So not only that, we have the guarantee ticket to go to heaven. We become a child of God, and the Lord will take care of us, provide for us, protect us, train us, teach us, guide us, take care of us. Our job is to learn more about Him, believe in Him, obey Him, serve Him, live our life for His glory and His honor. He will take care of us, and that's what happened to me. After I become a Christian, he healed my sickness, my wife's sickness. He provided for me in America. He gave me a job supernaturally at the University of Washington. He protected me from accidents so many times. He taught me. He showed me the way. He brought good friend to my life. He opened the door for me that no one can shut. He gave me good breaks. He gave me the blessing, the favor, the grace, the power. Oh, it's wonderful to be a Christian. No one in the world can tell me, "Hey, Doctor Lau, stop believing in God." I tell you, it's too late right now. God is my Father, and He has taken care of me. The third benefit of being a Christian is that we will have supernatural peace of God. The peace that the world cannot understand and cannot give to you. John fourteen twenty seven say, "Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world give do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid." When you receive Jesus into your heart, He will give you the peace that is not controlled by the environment. Is not affected by the environment or the things around you. No matter what happened, you still have peace and joy in your heart. That is the wonderful gift from God. The fourth benefit of being a Christian is we will have a new, victorious, wonderful, blesses, abundant life. Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen, the Bible says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We will become a new person, and that's what happened to me. Before I became a Christian, I lost all of my friends in high school. I was very arrogant, selfish, complaining, pessimistic. No one wants to be my friend. I was not very happy, man. I was very negative and depressed, and I always look at the world in a negative way. After I received Jesus into my life, I become optimistic. I become happy, smiling, positive, and have more faith. I become more giving and generous, and care for people. The selfishness left me. And I'm a happy man, and God has done a lot of things in my life. It's a wonderful thing to become a new person, to become like Jesus Christ. 
Not only that, I have power to pray for people, to cast demons out from people, to command the situation, the negative situation in my life, to leave me, to go away from me. So you can see that the gospel is a wonderful thing for people to receive. When you share the gospel, make sure that you depend on the Holy Spirit. You really. Yield to the Holy Spirit and ask Him to anoint your mouth, your voice, your eyes to speak with the power of God, because the Holy Spirit is the one who will convict the heart of the listener, and we should emphasize that the Savior is the Lord Jesus Christ. He sacrificed His life for them, for the unbelievers. We are not trying to boast about our church, boast about our organization or denomination or our ministry. We boast about the Lord Jesus Christ, and our salvation is not earned by good works. People may come to you with all kinds of problems. They may be alcoholics, or they be smokers, or gambler. They may have problem in their family. Quarreling with their wife, they may come with a problem with their relationship with their parents or whatever. People have all kinds of problem. Don't focus on those things. Focus on the goodness and the love of the Lord, because if you emphasize on good deeds, they will feel discouraged right away. They can say, "I cannot do it. I cannot be a good person. I have so many problem in my life." Therefore, I cannot become a Christian. Actually, you should emphasize that God loves them. God has the blessing as a free gift for them, and if they just make a decision to put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, first, the Lord will come into their life, and His power and His grace will help them to become a good person later on. Not that they. Have their own power to become a godly person, but by the grace of God, they can become a godly person. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine say, "For by grace, by what Jesus did for us, you have been saved through faith. You put your faith in Jesus, and that not of yourself; it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any one should boast." So. You encourage the listener to desire a new life, to have a personal relationship with God. You can emphasize again what God has done for your life. Then you invite them to accept Jesus into their life. If they are not ready, that's okay. Don't push them. Invite them to come to church, to your home groups, or to meet you again later on, and keep praying. That the Holy Spirit will open their spiritual eyes to see the light of the gospel, and eventually they will receive Jesus into their life. Don't be rude, don't be pushy. Be loving, gracious to them, and if they have any question, answer them. If you don't know the answer, ask your pastor, ask your church leader. I recommend you try to memorize all these scriptures, or at least you have 
in a piece of paper in your wallet or your pocket so that you can share these scriptures anytime. In Romans chapter 1, verses 14 to 15, the Apostle Paul says, I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are at different places. So you can see that Paul wants to preach the gospel. He is not ashamed of the gospel. He preached the gospel in Rome, but now we preach the gospel in our country, in our city, or in other nations when we travel there. We preach the gospel to the end of the earth. Every nationality will hear the gospel. We preach the gospel with anointing, with the power of God, with love, with wisdom, with grace, with eagerness. The Lord Jesus died for us. He loved us. We don't want to keep the good news to ourselves. And we want to obey Him. He tells us to preach the gospel to all the nations so that other people can receive salvation. Every Christian has the responsibility to witness for Christ and share the gospel with others. Therefore, these two lessons, lesson number 22 and this lesson number 23, are so important that every believer should learn, should practice, should know how to share the personal testimony and the gospel, and the Holy Spirit will anoint you and help you. Thank you for listening to this teaching. And I believe that you jot the lesson down or the scripture and you will practice what you learn by sharing the gospel. I would like to encourage you that you share the good news not just by your words or your mouth, but you should share the good news with your life. You should be the good news. You should be the walking, living good news. When people see your life, they see the good news. What does it mean? It means that you're so full of love, you're generous, you're kind to people. Every company that you join into work, wow, you get in there, you work so hard, the boss loves you, the boss says, wow, he's a good employee. Wow, God gave him wisdom to resolve the problem in this company. When you go to somebody's home, they see you smile, they see that you're kind to them, you're generous to them. People need to see your life as a good news before they open their heart and their ears to hear the good news from you. But if you're mean, you're so selfish, you are so rude, and you hurt people all the time, you speak negative words, and you try to share the good news, people may shut their ears and they will walk away from you. And after you share the good news and those listeners open their heart, to the Lord Jesus Christ's love. You lead them to believe in Jesus by asking them to pray out loud with their mouth. You lead them to pray this way. Lord, I believe you are my creator. I am a sinner. I repent of my sin. I receive your forgiveness. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. 
I promise you, I will follow you. I will serve you. And thank you so much, Lord, for loving me first. I believe my name is recorded in the book of life, and my sins are forgiven. You are my Lord and my Savior. From now on, in Jesus' name, I pray. You lead people to pray this way or in a similar way. A few things in the salvation prayer: believe in God, believe in Jesus, repent of sin, invite Jesus to come in to become the Lord and Savior, and will follow the Lord until the end of their life. So you learn how to lead people to pray for salvation. Let me ask you two questions. Number one, when you share the good news with other people, what attitudes should you have? You should have attitude that oh, I want to increase the number of members in my church. Is that the right attitude? Or this man is rich. I share the gospel, so he, one day he will become my friend and he can give me money. Is that the right attitude? What is the attitude in sharing the gospel? Number two, the second question. What are the five parts of the good news that you learn in this lesson? Please write the answer down and send to your mentor or your pastor. May the Lord use you, anoint you, and may the Lord really shine His face on you and give you more power to preach the gospel to other people around you. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.